Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm. Today we are continuing with some position previews before training camp. Um, We started out with the quarterbacks and the running backs. We're going to move along to the receivers and tight ends today and just work through this offense first. Circle back around to uh, the defense and there's a good plan. Um... Like I said, receivers and tight ends. Let's hit these tight ends first. And uh, that's going to be a fun group, especially during camp. Uh, don't expect Brady Russell to be doing all that much. Um, that's kind of been the theme because he is, what, he's a sixth-year player now? I, I think it's sixth year, but new tight ends coach, new offensive coordinator. He'll need to get some reps in. For the most part, though, I think the goal with Brady is just to keep him healthy, um, especially when you can give those reps to other people who might need him a little bit more um, because Brady's going to be just fine. Um, because of that, I think it's going to be one of the more fun competitions of camp um, just because it, you're not really playing for a starting job, but the way these offenses will work, you probably expect to see a, a lot of two tight end sets and probably even three tight end sets out there too especially depending on if any of these guys prove you can move them around. I guess worst case scenario, you move Brady around. Um, I think that the group of Austin Smith, Caleb Fourier, and Eric Olson, that's really where the competition is um, for that number two job and three job and four job um, during this camp. Um, Louis Passareo, He's been around for a couple years now. He's actually, I mean, basically the same age as those guys. But he's had injury issues, including this spring. He wasn't out there competing with these other tight ends. And I think that gave those other guys a leg up. Um, it's it's a kind of strange situation just because, you know, with Eric Olson, Austin Smith, like those are two guys who got a bunch of hype. And who knows? Maybe if Louie was out there, he would have gotten a bunch of hype too. And maybe we're discounting him just a little bit because he wasn't out there, but just because there is so much buzz around Eric Olson and around Austin Smith, I think that that's probably where you look um, when it comes to these two tight end sets at least. Um, Austin Smith played receiver in high school. We've talked about this plenty of times before, but that's what we're doing today. It's a little bit of a refresher. Um air raid offense so they didn't really use a tight end at all so he was just a really big receiver obviously that's what he's best at he's been working on the blocking a little bit but Austin Smith kind of splitting out a little bit wide 
the potential to still run behind him out there, the potential to move him in. I mean, he's kind of a matchup guy, right? You know, if you put a linebacker on him, yeah, you don't like the Austin's matchup trying to block the linebacker. But if you put a, uh, a a DB on him, a safety, well, then you do like the blocking matchup. Now, if you put a linebacker on him, you, you think that Austin should be able to get open and make some plays in the passing game. Put a safety on him, that's kind of the big question, right? If he can, if if you do that and he's still beating you, then you've got a really good player on your hands. And if the blocking comes around, then that's even better too. Um, so that's kind of where he's at. Eric Olson, a little bit more physical prospect, um, can make some plays down the field. But what he's better at is being kind of a little outlet underneath, who can you know catch a pass two yards downfield, break a tackle or two, and and kind of go from there. Um, He's a better blocker, although it's I don't think he's a great blocker yet. Um, you remember in the spring game, I think he missed a couple blocks, and if he's missing blocks, that, that really opens things up for Austin. Although there's room for both of them to be used. There's room for Caleb Fourier to get in there too, um, for Passerello in there too, just because of the, the way that this offense is going to take advantage of mismatches. And, and they don't just say, like, who's in our tight end bucket? Oh, here's number one. Here's number two. Let's put him on the field. Um, oh, number two can't go. There's number three. Um, oh, number one can't go, but two's back. Two's back. In, you know, it's about what they do well and putting them in positions to do those things. Um, now, obviously, if Austin Smith is really good at what he does and, say, Caleb Fourier is all right at what he does, well, yeah, you're going to have more Austin Smith packages. But... The idea is that these are kind of versatile guys who can be used differently, and it's going to be fun to see what this offense comes up with, um, especially with Brady Russell there to do anything, right? Like what he's best at is is blocking, um, run blocking in particular. That's awesome, but that's not the most exciting thing in the world. Um, but the, he can kind of fill in with whatever is lacking from whoever else is out there. Um, you also have true freshman Zach Courtney, He'll be he'll be playing tight end for the Buffs this season. He's a big kid. Um, I don't think we'll see much of him. You know, tight end is just one of those positions where it takes some time to adapt. And and, and a lot of your job is going to be blocking defensive linemen. And there aren't many 18-year-olds who are going to be good at blocking defensive linemen. So that's going to take a little bit of time for him. Um, but, you know... Keeping an ear out, see if there's anything that that's being said about Zach Courtney. Um, if you want kind of a prediction, um, obviously Brady Russell's the number one guy. Uh, he's he's going to be the 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 clear top option at tight end. Behind him, though, I'm going to say Austin Smith winds up with the second most snaps, and that's just because of the versatility. Um, you know, I think they like the idea of being able to move him out into the slot a little bit. Um, I think he edges out Eric Olsen um, with Caleb Fourier kind of getting the scraps, and, and maybe there's enough scraps to, to share some of those with Louis Passereo as, as well. Um, but that's how I see it. Brady, then Austin Smith, then Eric Olsen, Fourier, Passereo could be in there, could not be, um, and then Zach Courtney bringing up the back of the group, at least for this year. That's what happens with true freshmen. Um, so there you have it. That's uh, That's what I'm seeing here. Real quick. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. We love DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, it's where we make a bunch of sports bets. Um, I mean, what we, we've talked through a bunch of the lines. I will say, the, like, over three for Colorado 
I'm in on it. Like, I get that we don't really know what's on the way, and there's a lot of things that you could look at that make you think, hmm, maybe not going to be the best year. At the same time, though, it's three wins. Like, you'd think that they're going to get one at, at some point pretty early on. And if you need two wins as you kind of get into the, the, the stretch run of the season, at least you're alive, right? Like, it's it's not a bet that you can lose quickly just because there are so many games that have to be played and so few wins that are needed. Um, so that's a thought I've been having. Um, but, but DraftKings Sportsbook, all sorts of good stuff there, including if you sign up right now, you can bet $1,000 or up to $1,000 on your first bet. And if that bet misses, you'll get whatever value you bet back in the form of a free bet. Um, it's an awesome promotion, basically a risk-free first bet. It's an awesome way to get started. So do that. Get started with DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And also, Athletic Greens. Uh, I use Athletic Greens every day. I've talked about this before. Um, I like to do it right in the morning. It makes it very easy. If you just wake up, you drink the uh, the, the the Athletic Greens, you know, scoop it out, put it in the shaker, shake it about, drink it up. Gives you a bunch of energy, helps you get to the gym and all that sort of stuff. Uh, just starts the day off right. It's good for your gut health. It's good for like energy, all those different things. It just helps in a bunch of different ways, and that's because there's 75 different vitamins, there's minerals, there's all sorts of good stuff for you. Uh, so get get to it, get doing it. You really can't go wrong. Um, if you go to athleticgreens.com/buffs, that's athleticgreens.com/buffs. You can get uh, a year's supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. You also get five free travel packs. It's an awesome promotion they've got going, so get in on that. And also, go over to foco.com. That's an awesome sports memorabilia website. Whatever you're looking for, they probably have it. Um, Avs championship stuff, you know, whether it's like the, the, the gear that you wear, whether it's bobbleheads, all sorts of options for most of the sports teams. I don't, I think they still don't have uh, CU there. Oh no, they do. I, I could swear this is new. It must be, but there is a bunch of Colorado gear there. Oh, and there's some good stuff too, like the Hawaiian shirts, all sorts of different kinds of face masks, swim trucks, robes, um, a garden gnome, different kinds of slippers. Oh, this is exciting. This is the first time I've seen it. So get, get on over there, go to FOCO and use the code DNVR because you'll get 10% off. There is good buff stuff here. I also just saw there's Montana gear. Maybe I'm crazy. I swear I saw that. Oh, there it is. Yep. Montana Grizzlies. Huh. I'm going to be doing some shopping tonight. Hopefully you are too at FOCO. And finally, Breckenridge Brewery. All sorts of good beers. The Strawberry Sky, Palisade Peach Light is a new one. Um, You can't go wrong. Vanilla Porter, if you guys are looking for heavier beers, which is rare in the summer, but still an option because Breckenridge has everything. You can use the beer locator at breckbrew.com to get set up with whatever you're trying to find. Just pop in your zip code, tell it what you want. It'll point you in the right direction. All right. Uh, Receivers. Receivers. Um, this is one where, I don't know, you get to this kind of this time of year, I think it's really easy just to throw everything in your brain out and just 
say that this is a wide open competition, especially with the new offensive coordinator, especially with the new wide receivers coach. You know, I, th- I think in the past I've kind of dug into, I, I will say, still, R.J. Sneed is your number one. If he's not your number one, that'd be a big surprise. But from there it was, you know, Montalimonis Craig got the most snaps there. Uh, Daniel Arias got the most snaps. It's going to be tough to unseat those guys. The more I think of it, the more I really believe that this is just wide open. And and obviously those two are, are in the competition, but you got a couple more seniors coming back, and Maurice Bell and Jalen Jackson, what do they provide? couple more sophomores and Chase Penry and Ty Robinson uh, a few true freshmen in there I more than ever I think that nothing here would surprise me um, except for RJ Sneed not being your number one now I mean does that mean he lines up on the boundary does that mean he lines up on the slot well, who knows on that sort of thing in terms of who is on the field the most though RJ Sneed by a mile behind him again is where everything is just wide open. Um, I do think Daniel Arias is the favorite to get one of those spots still. Um, I think that just the tools that he has, I think it's just really easy to kind of daydream about what he could be. And, you know, for those of us who have been around for more of his career, I think it's easy to remember some of the the things that have gone wrong for Daniel, some of the mistakes he's made, um, just, just kind of the areas where he's lacking. But if you're new to this program, which the receivers coach is, the offensive coordinator is, that's where I think it's probably pretty easy to say, yeah, but at the same time, look at him. How can I not turn him into something? And, you know, does does that mean that, that he does figure things out? No, of course not. Um, it, it's possible. It's possible. It won't happen. Whatever. Um, but I do think that just with the tools he has and the experience he has, you know, he's going to be 24 I, w- I would be surprised if he doesn't kind of get that first shot at, at one of these starting jobs. Um, I think that he's probably the favorite for that. Um, the other seniors, Maurice Bell, you know, he's he's a speedy guy. He's also coming off a knee injury, so where does that leave him? Um, again, it's 2022, so you expect him to kind of be back to full health or close to it. It... <sighs> It's different in the NFL than it is in college. You know, you still expect it to work out just fine. But, you know, those pro athletes just get a little bit better care than the college athletes. And because of that, the the outcomes when you go through a surgery like this are probably just a a little bit better Um, on on average. You know, more often than not, they're better. Um, So, yeah, I still think that there's a good chance that he's heavily involved. You also see how somebody who hasn't gotten all that many reps at receiver has been more of a special teams type of guy and, and, and missed last season. You could see how he wouldn't be all that involved. But, you know, these are the things they'll be sorted out during camp. Jalen Jackson, shifty little slot guy, good speed, also coming off injuries and, and injury problems throughout his career. You know, what is he? It's really, really tough to say. Um... Again, the skill set he has is a great skill set. It's a very valuable skill set, especially when we talk about those big guys outside. You know, being able to line somebody like Jalen Jackson up in the slot, you know, that's um, that's an opportunity to kind of take the top off the defense from the slot. And if, if you're forcing the defense to respect that speed, it opens things up underneath in the areas of the field where you expect the slot receiver to be a little bit more effective. So he's kind of, that, that, that extra bit of speed, 
assuming he still has it, um, which I would imagine he does, it, it does make things easier for him than it would somebody like Chase Penry, um, who who could also get that starting job. Um, and, you know, he, he isn't quite as fast, but he is a bigger player, um, bigger catch radius. He was on the field last year, but is a young player still, obviously, Again, like, does he pair with some faster receivers? Probably. Um, Daniel Arias is fast, though. You know, Maurice Bell is fast. So if if there's a set where it's those two outside and you're letting them run deep, you know, or run the posts or, or whatever, it could give a little bit more room to work. You know, also if you have, you know, an Austin Smith on the field at tight end, you know, then, then you have kind of that speed threat there that, that means that you don't, feel like you're losing as much going with the slower player. Again, he's not slow, but, you know, Pac-12 football, he definitely isn't one of the faster receivers. At least he wasn't when we saw him last year. Um, From there, you know, Montana Lamonius Craig, I mentioned him earlier. Uh, Just a a good kind of Z receiver. Um, He can... He can do a little bit of everything, right? Like, he's pretty big, but he's not Daniel Arias big. Uh, he's pretty fast, but he's not Maurice Belfast. Um, he's he's a good route runner, but he's not Chase Penry route runner even. So you look at him and say, what can he do in the intermediate? And especially if you have somebody like Brendan Lewis at quarterback, can he be getting open in the middle of the field, which is where Brendan kind of wants to cook, or at least where he did last year? I think that there's a good chance that that's the case. Um, you know, can RJ Sneed kind of take the top off? You know, how do those two work off of each other? Can Daniel Arias take the top off? That's something Montana's told me is that that's why he thinks he fits well with Daniel and with RJ is because Daniel takes the top off. The other two of them can kind of work everything else, you know, from the line of scrimmage up to whatever, 15, 20 yards downfield. Um, I mean, you got the freshmen. Who knows? That those are question marks. Um, but if I were to guess, and yeah, it's just a guess, I would say R.J. Snead is your number one. You've got Daniel Arias as your number two. And then the way I guess I think it works is Montana is kind of your number three, but when you have a slot on the field, it's Chase Penry. And, you know, if you have three receivers, odds are you can't have a slot guy in there. So so you have a bit of a rotation in that third spot, maybe up to that second spot as well. Um, but I, I guess the way that really works is, you know, about half the time maybe you've got Snead on one side with Penry in the slot and Arias on the other side. The other half the time you kind of have, uh, you know, Montana on one side with Snead in the slot and Arius on the other side. Uh, from there, you know, more guys are going to get worked in than just those four. You know, maybe the freshmen get a chance, Maurice Bell, Jalen Jackson. You know, we just ran through them all. But I do think that if if I were to have to make a bet on all this, those would kind of be the two base looks that I would have um, if, if I was running this offense. That's where I start is. You know, we got this this look, we've got that look, and we can kind of work off of those. You know, we can rotate in these other guys or give, give the guys on the field a bit of a break by bringing in whoever. Um, but that's, that's how I would do it as of now. Um, and maybe it's a little bit of a short leash with leash with Daniel Arias in particular. 
Um, there's probably an emphasis on more rotation with the younger guys, but RJ Snead, you're giving him every opportunity to be a probably like a thousand yard receiver. Now that's rare in college football. It's going to be tough to do in this offense, but you're going into that season saying, Hey, we got to give RJ the chance to go make plays for us because we think he's our best playmaker. Um, and I don't think that's a, a bad approach. Um, so there you have it. There's the tight ends. There's the receivers. And uh, I think that's going to do it for today. A little bit of a short podcast. We'll be talking about more of these positions. All probably a little bit shorter podcast as we get ready for training camp. Appreciate you all for listening. We'll talk again soon.